The Lord bless you all, heart dwellers. May we all be given the ability to outsmart the enemy when he comes against us. Surely in this message, the Lord is definitely outlining what we can do to prevent things like that from happening. Worship has been so sweet lately, and it's been hard for me to move on, especially because I've been feeling the need to repent for even the slightest offenses to the Lord, which I'm coming to understand that nothing is slight. We've been in a war zone, guys, but Jesus has delivered us time and time again, so the work carries on. I mentioned at the end of this message that my days have been peppered with sacrifices and offerings, no doubt for the world condition and the coming elections in our country. When I sat quietly before Jesus, he began to speak to me. He said, time is short. And I asked, what do you mean by that, Lord? He continued, the time left to you all to do what is right and good in your lives is short. Therefore, repent for those things you've been holding back from me. Take hold of this new rope of grace I'm extending to my entire body in this moment. Take hold and make good use of it. Don't live just for yourself. Look around you. See the needs. Live for one another, even as I live my life each and every day for you, that you may grow in holiness and sanctity. Please, let no evil speech proceed from your heart and leave your lips. Please pass over those sins so atrocious to me. Don't think of them twice. Don't watch entertainment glorifying them or replaying dark stories. Embrace holiness, warmth, kindness, doing for others, and reaping a harvest of peace from my very own heart. Because truly, when you do these things to one another, You do them unto me. My peace shall sustain you as you pour yourselves out for one another. Oh, please refrain from divisions. Do you know how Satan creates division? Very simply, he preys on your individual tastes, fears, and preferences. He gathers that data. Then whoever he wants to bring down, he points out things contrary to your liking. If you're naive, foolish, without charity and wisdom, you then pick at that ministry because you don't like what they're doing, though it's innocent and without fault. Take, for instance, worship. Each of you have preferences for worship. Each of you think yours is the best way. Each of you has divergent tastes in music. And each of you think your taste is the holiest and most effective. Oh, how mistaken you are. Satan sees your like and dislike and attacks that ministry through you because it doesn't suit you. Whether it be fear or ignorance, something in you doesn't accept it. So you begin to believe lies about those who minister that way. You fall in with the dissenters and build a head of steam. Denouncers come forward finding fault in everything that ministry does. 
They are all things you yourself are afraid of or don't like or don't understand. So you are eager to detract from them. Once you open your mouth against them, Satan collects two scores. A demon just entered through a door of criticism into your life and now you will be sifted. And others are provoked into detraction and criticism and the ministry is injured. That means all the souls I sent to that ministry because of its uniqueness to minister just to them are attacked by lying spirits of division and calumny. And many of those souls are but babes in me and cannot discern a lying spirit and certainly don't expect Christians to lie about one another. So they turn away and go back to wandering out of fear of deception though nothing about that ministry was deceptive. They can't find a home, but Satan follows them until they're so isolated and downtrodden that a kind New Ager can come along and show them compassion and draw them into false doctrines, which Satan applauds and does not undermine or send spirits of division to. So in essence, you've become the devil's tools to undo the work I am doing. How tragic. You no longer work for me. You've taken sides with the enemy. Recall how Paul handled the scribes and the Pharisees who came against him before the Sanhedrin. Then Paul, knowing that some of them were Sadducees and others were Pharisees, called out in the Sanhedrin, Brothers, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. It is because of my hope in the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial. As soon as he had said this, a dispute broke out between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. That's Acts 23. So you see, this tactic is age old, divide and conquer. You think rock and roll is in bad taste, and other things Gregorian chant is too stuffy, religious, and without meaning. So the devils pit you against one another. One is prejudiced against speaking in tongues. Another is prejudiced against soaking prayer. Another is prejudiced against a personal and intimate, pure relationship with me. And yet another only thinks it's fitting to talk to God on their knees from a million miles away. May I say I listen to and answer all, no matter what their preference is? But you would take sides and condemn one because it isn't your way? This is so grievous to me. When will you unite yourselves together in my heart and stop these useless quarrels? Don't you see you are being used, played, and all of this divisiveness is hurting me and separating brothers and sisters? Well, my dear ones, I did not mean to harp on you, but I hear much too much pickiness and grumbling in your ranks. You are sawing off the branch you are standing on. Can you not see that you are destroying my body? with these useless issues of good and bad taste, according to what you personally prefer? That's why sheep and lambs wander the hillsides. There was no place 
There was no place safe for them. Scrutiny came against them everywhere they went. And the tragedy of this is, whatever you do to the least of these, you have indeed done to me. Will you continue in this, or will you repent and receive the different expressions of faith, as long as they still conform to the scriptures? Not your interpretation, but the true interpretation. This is a time of gross darkness, and I need every conceivable means to communicate my love to this death-ridden generation. Are you for me or against me? In the meantime, as the Lord was saying all this, I'm sitting here quietly wondering what he's talking about because I've been kind of out of the loop and overwhelmed um, with attacks against us personally in the household and family. So the Lord continued, Claire, I miss nothing, and I'm not saying this is about music. I am using this example to call to account those who attack the purity of our channel and the deep relationship you and others have here with me. There has been talk, and there are some who believe closeness to me is inappropriate. Well, if they're so convinced that a precious relationship like that is not to their liking, they can stay with what pleases them. But please don't come here and attack innocent new believers. Stop working against me. You are opening doors to your own downfall and not doing our relationship any good at all. As you judge, so shall you be judged. And I just wanted to say here, if you've got questions anywhere about doctrine and what the Lord presents here, please go to our apologetic blog, Triage for Truth Seekers, and find answers to your questions. And you can also access all the teachings just by going to the search engine that's on the heartdwellers.org website. That'll bring up all the teachings on a certain subject. Jesus continued, What I would like to convey here is that I use one kind of nectar to feed butterflies, another to feed bees, another food altogether for sheep, another for lions. Each has the kind necessary to their nourishment. What appeals to a butterfly would not appeal to a lion, and vice versa. So please do not take my place by trying to appropriate for all what appeals to you. Rather, nourish your own relationship with me and let others find nourishment in me in their own ways as my Holy Spirit draws them. The enemy has deliberately sent in demons of division, sectarian spirits, finding fault with what's presented here because it doesn't meet their sectarian standards. This channel is to be a place of healing and brotherly love, and no one is to force their beliefs on anyone else. What I want here is brotherly love. That's the church that is guaranteed a place in the rapture. The other churches had many different agendas and focuses that caused dissension. You will notice I did not promise them deliverance from the time to come. And so I looked up that scripture to the church in Philadelphia. 
to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These are the words of the one who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one will shut, and what he shuts, no one will open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door, which no one can shut, for you have only a little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Look at those who belong to the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews but are liars instead. I will make them come and bow down at your feet, and they will know that I love you, because you have kept my command to endure with patience. I will also keep you from the hour of testing that is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold fast to what you have so that no one will take your crown. That's Revelation 3. In heaven there are no such arguments. Rather, there is tremendous diversity of expression and all that honors me and glorifies my Father is accepted and appreciated. If you are heart dwellers, you will nourish and fortify one another in their own way. You will not dispute and divide. Those who spend their time doing that have no part in me. Strengthen what remains in your walk with me, for by your detraction of others, you've lost ground and are walking on thin ice while the enemy is planning for your downfall. Pride precedes a fall. That truly is my message, Claire. I know you wanted something way different, but this had to be said. I love my children, and when I see them throwing sand at one another, my heart grieves, and I long to make the crooked way straight with my love and forgiveness. Come to me if you've been detracting and hurting the flock. Come to me repentant. I will forgive you and I will restore you for my heart aches for you. Do not go your own way. It leads to death. Rather come to me and allow me to heal you. And that was the end of his message. Well, family, I just wanted to add here that there are days I just can't get a message out because of health or fatigue. Ezekiel is doing wonderfully and just wrote a new song last night. But it's going to take a lot of vocal practice before either of us can share our songs with you, so please be patient. Yesterday, I believe I was laid low for intercession for Ezekiel because that night he had such a big breakthrough. We've been seeing this pattern for many years since we've been married. One of us has a great day. The other carries a burden the entire time. And that's why messages have not been as consistent as I'd like for them to be. I have to go with the Lord's agenda for the day, and it isn't always possible for me to be here for you if he's moving in another direction. The day before yesterday, I put in six or eight hours on the portrait, working through the wee small hours of the morning. And that was one reason why I was toast the next day. 
I'm hoping it will be done soon. We'll see. I will know when it's done. I always do. So until then, please be patient with me. Thank you so much for your precious prayers and donations. We truly do labor for you day and night. This is our joy. We love you. God bless you all.